Welcome back everybody. What if you could hang out with sprinters and ask them about their problems, their workflows and their solutions? Today we explore with the founder of Elevation how you can scale success without selling your soul, how to build a world-class culture, how happiness drives success and not the opposite. Welcome everybody, Sean Yohab. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. What are you currently creating? We're currently creating a global coaching firm called the Elevation Leaders, where we're going to be helping companies anywhere between five and a hundred million really scale their growth in a profitable way. And who do you not work with? Um, it's typically more challenging to work with small businesses, solopreneurs. Those are off, uh, oftentimes they don't have enough of a team to follow the methodology and the structure that we're trying to put in place. So it becomes a little bit more challenging. And on the flip side, very large organizations where it's harder to really impact and make that change. Uh, those are people that typically we're not focused on either. And you have a CEO tip on how to build a great culture. So how are you creating your team with this perspective? It's uh, something that I'm incredibly passionate about. You know, I have a current business that's an LED lighting business. It's, a, it's another business that we've had for the last 12 years. And it has been quite a journey in that business. Along the way, we ended up changing over 85% of our team because we came to realize that a lot of the people that we had inherited because we bought three different companies, they didn't fit the values and culture that we were trying to build. And so we kept struggling and not understanding, you know, why is it that we're not able to get that alignment, that vision, that communication cascading through the entire business? And at the end of the day, we came to realize it was really an issue with the people because the people were not believing in what we were trying to accomplish. And so we had to change about 42 out of 50 employees over five years, which is a crazy number. But at the end of the day, we started realizing as we brought in more people, were really fitting our culture. You know, it was just driving the right behaviors and people were starting to take many more initiatives. And so we've taken that model and now we're implementing it into the new coaching uh, culture that we're building here at Elevation Leaders. So we're very, very careful with the type of people that we go out and find to join the team. We look at it as two different axes. You have your values and culture acts, and then you have your productivity acts. And we would actually rather have somebody who's really high on the values and culture fit and isn't that great with productivity to start and work on that part than the opposite? Because I think it's very hard to take someone who doesn't believe and doesn't have the same values as you and teach that. It's much more challenging than teaching aptitude. How have you defined your core values and how do you live them? It's a very interesting process. So the way we go about building the core values I always challenge companies and entrepreneurs because a lot of times the core values came from these, the entrepreneur when they were by themselves and then they were just adopted by the entire team and the entrepreneur really loves and believes in those values. But when you speak to the other team members and you really start diving deep with them, a lot of times they say, you know what, these values are not really what the company's about. It's not what we're aspiring to be. And it actually takes quite an open-minded CEO to realize that. So I always suggest that when you're building core values, like we did in our coaching business, you get the whole team around the table to really do it the right way, where everybody has a voice. They can all bring their ideas. And when you're building the core values, I always explain two things and two ways to think about it. Number one, 
think about the absolute best team member you have that's part of the company. So let's say it's you, Simon. Okay, Simon is the most awesome team member we have. Well, what are the values that Simon brings every single day? What is Simon living? And try to understand why those are so important to you. And number two, if you had the potential candidate in front of you who's the ideal next team member for your company, what are the values you expect that person to have? And by taking the marriage of those two ideas and putting them together, typically you'll be able to come up with a very good set of core values that represent your company. The other thing that you have brought is we don't have to sell our soul to scale success. Can you unpack that? Yeah, it's uh, something I'm incredibly passionate about. I, I wrote a book called The Happy Leader. I've been part of the entrepreneurs organization for the last 11 years. And in the entrepreneurs organization, we have these CEO roundtables and everyone starts with a one word open. And I'm always absolutely shocked, Simon, by the words I'm hearing, right? Because these are business owners and everyone says, I want to own a business. When you hear these business owners talk, they use words like stressed, depressed, freaking out, burnt out, and they're always in a very negative mindset. And so I started thinking about this. And when I started writing the book eight years ago, trying to really understand why is this uh, the case? And what I've come to realize is that a lot of us, not just CEOs and business leaders, but human beings in general, we're always looking to the next thing to find that happiness. We always say, oh, when I go on that next trip or when I get that next job or when I sell my company, then I'm gonna be happy. And a lot of times you don't actually find happiness at that moment. Something of that happens, okay, you're happy for a very quick glimpse, but it's not sustained. And so I've been really working hard with CEOs of businesses to say, what are we gonna do to ensure that you find happiness along the journey right away, which a lot of has to do with reducing stress and really understanding that what they have today is actually pretty amazing. Coming to that realization, coming to a lot of acceptance and you know integrating that into their everyday lives as opposed to hoping for it to show up someday in the future. This is, I think, worth diving deeper because everybody listening right now goes, oh, yeah, 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 happiness, happiness. That was it in the first place. So let's share a couple of things that work for you, that work for us. What, what I, I have uh, found out in the last months, it, every meeting we now start with collecting magic moments. What were wins, magic moments? of our clients, of ourselves and the team. These five minutes at the beginning of every meeting changed something because we collect now what's working. And um, on, on a personal level, for me, it's, it's doing my exercise and having me time, which for me is running before the day starts. And which is, is a moment of self-care and of um, energy management, really. And also during the day, having breaks to do, to play with my kids or to, to read a book or to do exercise. What is it from, from your perspective in your work? It's a great question, Simon. And you've really, you know, you're obviously someone who's living it and breathing it. And that's amazing. So there's so many different things that you could be doing to really take that to the next level. The way you start your day, as you mentioned, is incredibly important. You know, when you wake up, that first 10 to 15 minutes before we're actually awake is the only time you can really affect your subconscious mind. It's in the morning, right when you wake up and at night, right before you go to sleep. That's actually the most important 10 minutes of your day. 
And obviously, as you know, a lot of people will right away grab their phone and start putting out fires and get themselves all stressed out for the day. Their mind is now gone. You can't get that back uh, as you go forward. So definitely you don't want to be doing anything of that nature when you start. You need to really take care of those first 10, 15, 20 minutes of the day. For me, I always get up. I like to do about you know 10 minutes of stretching and breathing, which for me is really important. And then I like to set my intention for the day. My mentor, Warren Rustand, you know, an incredible individual, he really taught us that. He says, you need to set your intention for the day because every one of our days is different. You know, for example, today I'm here with you. You know, tomorrow I'm going to be in different client meetings. So your intention is going to be different. So you have to say, okay, what am I going to be today? Okay, I'm going to be the absolute best podcast host or podcast guest. Okay, perfect. Make sure that that's your focus and that's your intention to start your day. And then after that, getting exercise, like you said, I think is incredibly important. From a company perspective, I love your magic moments. Another thing that could work really well is that we like to bring in gratitude into our clients' thinking and their mindset. So often what we'll do is we'll challenge people and say, okay, you know what? We want you to pick two colleagues who are really helping you that you really appreciate and reach out to them. Just send them like a random email and telling them, listen, I'm just sending you this email to tell you why I appreciate you, why you're important at work for me as a colleague, as a friend, and you know, please keep this going. That's something that could be done really well. Another thing we encourage companies to do is, you know, send out letters of appreciation to some of your key players and have the whole team sign it. You know, just showing that recognition for how good that person is performing your business. You don't have to give them money. It's not about a bonus, not about gift certificates or swag. Just show them that appreciation. I can promise you that that team member will go home at night, show their family this letter and say, hey, look, the company recognized me today for just the great work I've been doing. It was very random, but you know they showed me that appreciation. So I think gratitude, appreciation, giving back is, is a huge part of that happiness journey. Beautiful. And I'm super curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. When everybody's zigging, this person is zigging, but from your perspective, they're doing the right things. Who do you pick? Simon, I ended up picking someone who is very known and his name is Vern Harnish. Uh, people know Vern. He wrote the book Scaling Up. Uh, I'm a Scaling Up Certified Coach, but there's a very specific reason why I picked Vern is that what people don't realize about Vern is that he is such a believer in what he does and he always makes himself available. So he's doing so many incredible things. He just wrote a new book called Scaling Up Compensation. But for me, what really drives the message home is that whenever I'm doing a conference to a bunch of CEOs, I did one not long ago for you know all the CEOs, uh, about 50 CEOs in South Africa. I asked Vern, listen, Vern, can you come on for 15 minutes and just give your pitch, You know, explain scaling up and what it's all about? He always makes himself available. He's never said no to me. He always makes time in his schedule. And that's rare for people that are as busy as him and has a high profile. So yeah, I wanted to give Vern a shout out. I'm very impressed. And then his new book, Scaling Up Compensation, is actually quite a unique book because there's not a lot of books out there about compensation and how we should be paying our team members. Three books that inspired you recently. I was giving this a lot of thought and I'm going to be going a little bit out of the box on a couple of these books here. The, the first book, and this blew my mind and you're a runner. So I don't know if you've read this book, but it's called born to run. And this was a book written by uh, Christopher McDougall. And what he did is that he actually went into the tribes in Mexico and he went to go study why these people are such incredible long distance runners, even though they're literally living 
in the mountain ranges and they're running with sandals and not even real running shoes. And they're winning these 50, you know, 100 kilometer races. And it's just this whole story about barefoot running and how it actually is benefiting humans and how we need to go back to our roots and it's not wearing these big cushiony shoes. And there's a whole story behind it. So it's, a, it's something that really blew my mind. It's, I think it has a lot of business book elements to it, even though it's a book about running. So I think that a lot of business leaders could appreciate that. So to me, that would be the number one recommendation. Really is something that's uh, amazing. Second book I'd recommend is a negotiation book that actually has picked up a lot of steam over the last two years. It's called Never Split the Difference. Uh, from Chris Boss. Yes, yes. Uh, this blew my mind. His book, you know, just the concepts that obviously he's an FBI, an ex-FBI hostage negotiator. And the way he takes those and applies it to everyday life and everyday business and a lot of the concepts behind mirroring and, you know, really being able to get to a no, which we always think we need to get to a yes, but he's always explained no. As soon as a person says no, now you can start the conversation. A lot of amazing concepts that could be used in every facet of life. So that's really, really huge. And the last book, uh, which really had a huge impact on me, and unfortunately we lost the CEO a, a few months ago, is Delivering Happiness uh, from Tony Shea, who uh, was the CEO of Zappos. I had a chance to meet Tony when we went to visit Zappos a couple of years ago. And you know, one of their core values at Zappos is being humble. Tony was sitting literally in a cubicle next to you know the thousands of employees they're just next to a bunch of employees no one could even know that he was a ceo of the business because he works just alongside all his team members and it's just this completely different mentality and that book just explains their rise from zero to a billion dollars uh, in the shoe distribution industry i'm really blown away that was really sad to hear about his accidental passing uh, in a fire uh, but i would say those are those are the three books that have had the most impact for sure what excites you looking forward in, in how you are uh, manifesting the mission and uh, your business? I'm a highly positive guy. I'm overly optimistic. I have a positive, a diagnosed positivity bias. So everything that comes from me is always going to be incredibly positive for right or for wrong. Uh, what I'm really looking forward to right now is, you know, building with the Elevation Leaders. What we've come to realize in organizations is that there's no real co global coaching firm out there that's getting vertically integrated with the business. So, you know, what we want to do is we want to help businesses not only do their strategy the right way and have profitable growth, but then we want to get to their mid-level managers help them develop into incredible leaders in the business, go into lean methodology, lean processes to make sure we optimize and really make sure execution's at the top of its level. And then three to five years later, we get into succession planning, which is helping them exit their business, either selling it to the younger generation in the business or to an outside investor or outside person who wants to buy it. So we really want to see ourselves going into the business and vertically integrating because we feel that's the best way to help organizations globally. Where can people find out more about Elevation? Sure, they can go to elevationleaders.com. That'll be the best place to find out more information. And they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm quite active there and spend a lot of time. So they just type in Sean Johal on LinkedIn. They'll, uh, they'll find me there as well. What have you recently changed your mind about? This is a big one because I think inherently human beings are stubborn. I think we're all pretty stubborn in our way of thinking. And a lot of us say we're not stubborn, but when you really get down to it, we really are stubborn. And I think I'm no different from the next person. I've been following a really amazing um, newsletter and blog from Shane Parrish called Farnham Street. Uh, if anyone wants to check that out, FS Blog. 
And he talks about mental models and he talks about, you know, the inherent biases that we have. And he was just explaining about how we have very specific biases towards everything. And this is, you know, for every human being, it's very normal, but we're going to go into situations with preset ideas, right? We're going to go in there and already think a certain way and think we have a certain answer. And just by reframing it and going into a new situation and saying to yourself, you know what? I know nothing about this topic. Even if you're the expert going into that discussion saying, I know nothing about this topic. I'm going to come here with a fresh, open mind, clean slate and see where this really goes and be open to hearing different perspectives and a completely different point of view. Um, it really changes the dynamic. It really changes the way of thinking. And so I, that's what I've changed my mind most about is to try to, to go into situations and remove myself from it, detach myself and say, you know what? I'm going to act as if I'm literally a six-year-old child in this conversation that I don't have the answers. And I'm going to see where this entire thing goes and be willing to change my mind as well along the way. So, you know, kind of being willing to change your mind about changing your mind. Who should be my next guest? I think that you should interview Bryn Tillman. Um, she's a really amazing LinkedIn expert. Um, I had a chance to interview her on my virtual summit recently, and she really blew me away about her concept. I think LinkedIn is a platform that's still underutilized, even though it's growing quickly. I think there is so much opportunity for business owners to go on LinkedIn, to connect with people, and to really you know, look for ways uh, to do some amazing networking. So I would say that she is probably a pretty cool expert that can give uh, some fun ideas on those concepts. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? This has been a, a really wonderful conversation. I, I think it's uh, been amazing. Um, you know, the, the one thing I will say is uh, for everyone out there, put your oxygen mask on first. I know you had Kevin Lawrence on here. He's a, he's a friend. I think he's amazing. He's got a great book. Um, but I really want to you know, let people know that you got to take care of yourself first. You know, if you want to be the best version of yourself, you want to go out there, have an impact, you want to help people, um, you have to think about yourself first. So, you know, look at better ways of making sure you have the highest levels of energy, do everything you can to make that happen and make that possible. And only then when you're really feeling at the top of your game, is it a good time to go out and help others? Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Sean, everybody, Elevation dot com and uh, please come back soon awesome thanks for having me simon this is really great avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work we have 274 templates for your business success reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach we double your revenue in nine